This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am Michael Seip, your host. And today I have Pete Canaliccio. Pete, tell us about who you are, your business, and where you're from. Thank you, Michael. Great to be with you today. I am a former, former naval officer. I am originally from the suburbs of Philadelphia, but I haven't lived there since, uh, oh my gosh, since I was a, a teenager, 13 years old. I've lived in Atlanta since 1990. I was in the Navy uh, from active duty from 1981 to 1988. Went to business school at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and got my MBA there and got recruited to the Coca-Cola company. That's what brought me to Atlanta and then left there after 2000. And I've gotten to work on a lot of Olympic games and, and had my own practice for the last 13 years. Yeah. So your own practice is one of brand strategy for you know the the quick sound bite, but more it's about bringing brands alive and and pe- getting people to resonate with that. So tell us a little bit about that side. Yes, um, it's something near and dear to my heart. I think of brands like relationships we have with people. Um, you start to get to know a person, uh, then they become a uh, you know an acquaintance, then a friend, uh, and then a loyal friend and. Um, somebody you want to be with all your life. And, um, and that's how we are with brands. Brands come into our lives and they, uh, they make them better. And so my goal for my clients is to help their brands come alive in the hearts of those that experience them. And my goal for um, each and every encounter is that my brand comes alive in their heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Having a connection and being able to resonate with people is really important and to get that message across or to actually be able to communicate at a level that actually lasts, you know, that has an impact. So um, when one's running a business and doing a startup and, and then getting up and getting established, and obviously you've been established for a while and, and helped a lot of companies, what would you say, you know, as a business owner, was one of your biggest challenges or maybe a low moment for you energetically where, where you just maybe feel like, man, this it is raining cats and dogs. I, I am not in a great spot. Yeah. So for me, I started my business in 2009 and it came off of a layoff. I was at the Newell Rubbermaid Company and I'd actually gotten to, uh, I would call it a pinnacle of my career and a bucket list. I had become a general manager of a multinational business and was put in that position when they lost their uh, previous manager. And it was going uh, great for the first five months, even though the work was challenging. And then sadly, because of the recession, that all went away. And I found myself on the outside looking uh, back uh, in and saying, okay, what am I going to do now? And that's when I decided I would build my own brand and help others with theirs. And so 2009 kicked off. well, uh, I actually got an opportunity to work with the Coca-Cola company on the Vancouver Olympic Games. I'd done some work for them in the past with the Nagano Games and with the Salt Lake Games. And so it was a great place for my business to start. 
And so we got through uh, the Olympic Games in Vancouver in 2010. That was in February, if you'll recall. And that the work really lasted to about, um, I would say, the middle of the year between everything being said and done. And I had, had built up some reserves and that got me through the end of the year. But when 2011 hit, uh, it was really, really difficult. Um, there was no one knocking on the door. Uh, my, uh, my establishment wasn't long enough. So I think people were still curious about whether I was sincere in doing what I was doing. And, you know, we're probably waiting on the sidelines to see, you know, is this guy, you know, just got the shingle up because he's looking for another job. And so 2011 was uh, really a, a, a low point in my career. I made almost no money. And I was seriously looking at whether or not I could make it uh, a long-term business. And out of the blue, uh, in November of 2011, I got a phone call from a former boss from the Coca-Cola company. And it's one of those voicemails, I should say, he left me a voicemail. It's one of those voicemails where I said, there's more to it. And it turned out that he was, um, uh, he was uh, working with the uh, CEO of the Coca-Cola bottling operation here in Atlanta. And his, the CEO's spouse was a co-owner in the Atlanta Dream basketball team. And the Atlanta uh -huh. Dream basketball team needed a CEO uh, and they wanted to hire me as an employee. And I said, listen, you know, um, why don't you just hire me as, a, as your, you know, you'll be my client, you know, hire me as an agency. I'll come on as the acting CEO and um, make sure that you, you know, you get your needs met. And so I did that for the season of 2012 and only lasted a season, but that was just fine because then I got my back to my business and uh, was able to kick off in 2013. And, and really from that point on, things have, you know, not been perfect, but they've definitely gone in a, in an upward right trajectory. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story. It's an interesting one. Those out of the blue moments can actually be a, a real game changer for us. But I think more to the point of, of you know, sometimes for a small business, it, it's like it's almost like you needed a lifeline. And so there are different lifelines. Like during the pandemic, we saw the PPP loans that came out that helped small businesses kind of bridge the gap for a period. Um, and those 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 kinds of lifelines. Uh, can can be very helpful, but but also it all might mean for a solopreneur to that hey maybe I need to pick up a part time job or I need to pick up a, a full time job and go back to something I was doing before and and for some people it makes um, not a lot of sense to do that because they really have this passion for their business and being able to make that change is is uh, sort of a step back for them but at the same time there's a relief of pressure. So from a pressure perspective, how much pressure was relieved when you were able to work out that sort of agency relationship with uh, the Atlanta Dream? It was huge. I mean, you hit on some really good points. And as you were stating them, I was thinking, yep, I've been through that and know about that. And the last thing I wanted to do was give up um, this, uh, this, this business, this, this, this entity that I created, this brand that I created. And so when they came, it was definitely a lifeline. And I only, I knew I only needed it for a short period of time. And then I would be able to um, pick back up where I left off. And so I was grateful for that opportunity. I was grateful that, um, you know, my old friend and former boss uh, was thinking about me and it was exactly what I needed at the time. And it set me up for, you know, continued success since that point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that explains a lot. And for some people, you know, who have some have faith or spiritual or deep faith in God and prayer, sometimes that lifeline that we're looking for is a result of of that request or that desire or that that ask. And and so when that comes in, you know, there's a certain amount of gratitude that one has to ask for or you know to have to to really appreciate that. And it sounds to me like you're really grateful for that opportunity. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, I was definitely praying about it and knew that God was hearing my prayers. And I absolutely believe it was what he wanted me to have in order to see me through to get to the other side. And that um, I was I had a, a different job and a, a, a more important purpose on the other side of it. But I had to get through that di- that difficult part, part in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So on the flip side, What's been a high for you, an emotional high, uh, just where you were like, I am in my spot. I am enjoying my business. So I'm, I'm glad uh, to be able to share that. And I've, I've been really, really fortunate over the last, um, let's say, five or so years. When I decided to start my company back in 2009, I knew that I could fill a gap between um, this industry called brand licensing, which is about a $300 billion global industry, where people, people, entities, companies rent their brands, they call it licensing, but it's renting a brand uh, to another company, and they get paid a royalty to do it. I realized at that time that people didn't, in that industry really didn't understand brands. They understood the transaction, they understood the, mo- the money flow, um, and sometimes there were drawn to do to make decisions that weren't actually beneficial to the brand. So um, around 2009, 2010, 2011, I said, I want to write a book to bridge the gap between branding, brand strategy, and why brands are so important to us, which I talked about earlier, and this, this really important uh, industry called brand licensing, because brand licensing offers a way for brands to expand into categories they should be in, but don't have the resources or the competencies to be in them. And so I worked on this book called Expand, Grow, Thrive that published in 2018. And it was really um, a wonderful period for me because I was able to put down on paper something I felt was very important to my industry and um, something that I believe would be evergreen because I co-created a model called LASSO, which stands for Lateral, Addictive, Storied, Scalable, and Ownable that can help um, brands understand whether the brand is under expanded, optimally expanded, or overexpanded. And from that, uh, in 2018, I was given the opportunity to codify my book into a course. And I actually taught that course at Mercer University to BBAs and MBAs. And so therefore, I had the opportunity not only to teach the material, but actually to create something that I hope one day will actually find its way into other classrooms and, and help educate um, the whole entire industry about the importance of brand strategy and brand licensing and how they come together through this thing called brand expansion. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that before. And, and obviously bridging that, that gap is a recognition of a need um, and that was out there. And, and so you saw that it was, became an opportunity for you. And then, you know, you have, an impact from that. So congratulations for being able to see the need, take the opportunity and then provide a solution or at least provide something that will have a sort of, like you said, evergreen or a lasting effect. And, you know, it changes the industry too, right? Where, where now it's a practice that gets adopted 
and uh, and then it creates a better communication, if you will, between that enterprise. So great, good story. I like yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. And that's certainly my goal. Uh, kind of like a, a little bit of a, a sequel to the story is from that book, I realized that we could apply the same principles to ourselves. And so over the last couple of years, I actually developed a personal branding uh, strategy course that I've been uh, coaching uh, uh, entrepreneurs and, and other business founders and I'm having so much fun with it. And it's really um, empowering those individuals to really take what they've developed, um, put some structure around it, and then really feel, feel like there's wind in their sails, which is, which is so fun for me to see. And obviously, um, they're, they're better off for it, and they're very happy about that. So it's a mm-hmm. very rewarding um, piece of work that's come out of this book. So I'm, I'm really delighted um, where it's gone, where it's led me. Yeah, that makes sense. And the part that I think is really interesting, too, about this sort of offshoot into the into the individual personal branding is the interaction you get to have with others. You get to connect with them and get to know them. And that actually is pretty fun when you get to because people are interesting. You know, you, you get on the subway, you get on the airplane or you, you know, you pass somebody down the hall. You, you don't really get to know them, obviously. And when you do get that opportunity, it really creates a little bit of a bond and, and actually becomes kind of fun. So I, I can tell you really enjoy doing that. And it's one of those offshoots from the book that, that really provides some fulfillment for you. you, you uh, you're nailing it on the head. And I, I am so in agreement with that. I, I, one of the things that we work on, we have three pieces to this brand strategy. The first one is your brand story. The second one is your brand architecture. The third one is your brand positioning. So as you can imagine, we work on each person's brand story. And I tell them, look, I could tell you my story without any highs or lows, and it would be incomplete, even though I could speak for an hour about myself. So I tell them, you've got to include those inflection points. And imagine for me, being uh, the individual who gets to hear about these individuals, and all of them are well accomplished, uh, you know, professionals. And so I'm hearing about the low points that help guide their the way that they think about uh, their lives, and of course the high points. It's always great to see and, and celebrate with them. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I'm I'm knowing these individuals at a very intimate level, and I really appreciate that and respect that they're willing to be vulnerable with me and to to be so open. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You talk about vulnerability and being open. And one of the things that I like to talk a little bit about is self-worth. And when we have a strong sense of self-worth, then we aren't vulnerable. We are being open. And so it's almost like two sides of the coin. The vulnerability comes in when somebody judges us and says, oh, you're being very open. Well, I'm being open because I feel a strong sense of self-worth and I'm going to share that low point, that weak point I had. And I'm fine sharing it because I know we all go through tough times. So I'm not unique. I'm not any different. And yeah, it might look negative. I don't care because I have a strong sense of self-worth. So so that's really a, a great piece there where you're able to pull out that story that they have and, and, sh- and get them to the point where they feel comfortable sharing that. So uh, that must be really interesting. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. And, and Michael, I a hundred percent agree with you. You know, I, I, the way I think about it is we have um, a responsibility, right. Uh, on this planet to, to do what we do um, and meet the needs uh, that we are destined to, to accomplish. And so for each of us, that requires that we're willing to be vulnerable or willing to lean into our, our self-worth 
to make sure that the person on the other side can benefit from our experiences. So couldn't agree with you more. And um, I've learned that over the last probably 20 years, but each and every day it's, it's more and more re- rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And it helps you get up in the morning and keep wanting to do it. And that's, that's always a good motivator. Yeah. Good. Well, Pete, I, here's the question that I love to ask. If you could meet anybody to see Stir Living today, who would that be and why? Yeah, so um, I won't go with the one that I, I probably a lot of people would want to, and that's that I'd love to meet Jesus Christ, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that today. But I'd like to talk about meeting Benjamin Franklin. Um, mm. I remember when I was a small child reading his biography and just thinking, wow, this person is way more than I ever thought he was. I thought he was a politician. I thought he was a statesman. Um, I thought he was an ambassador. But then I learned so much more about this individual, you know, that he was an inventor, that he was a, an advocate for the press and um, uh, just incredible um, uh, a genius. Right. One of our founding fathers, he had principles. And so to me, this would be one of the most unique uh, individuals in the world. Obviously, he he lived and spent time in France. So, um, you know, he, he was well traveled and uh, just um had so many incredible insights uh, and we still read about his work today and we're blown away with what he accomplished. So for me, uh, it would be amazing to spend some time with him and, um, and learn a little bit. I'm sure, and I'm sure I could learn actually quite a bit from, from Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all could. That's a great one. And the thing that came to mind when you were talking about him was, yeah, you, you had all of these titles, but the reality was, is he was really curious he wanted to know more about things. And so whether that was the inventor side or being able to be a champion for the press to get ideas out, you know, that, that strikes me as he was curious. And, and so having a curiosity in our business and our personal life and our social life, like that's, that's a really wonderful quality to, to bring. And, and then being with somebody like Benjamin Franklin, who would have that, uh, I'm sure he'd ask us a lot of questions too. Yeah. That's a great one. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, Pete, uh, wrapping up, please share a little bit about how people can get a hold of you, what you offer, and any other pertinent information you think would be valuable. Uh, thank you, Michael. Again, this has been a real pleasure. I've, I've enjoyed the heck out of this uh, these few minutes. Uh, you can find me on PeteCanalicchio.com. So that's P-E-T-E-C-A-N-A-L-I-C-H-I-O.com. Or on social media, I have a, a fairly significant presence on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and, and my goal is to help your brand come alive in the hearts of those that experience that. And that's either through brand strategy, uh, brand expansion, or brand licensing. And I also do some marketing, which I, I love. Yeah, good. Well, the, the part about making your brand come alive, like you can't undersell it. It, it really is so important for a brand to come alive because then it sticks with people and they remember it. And that I think that's a quality of branding and marketing that is lost on many. So I'm glad you capture that in, in your work. Well, good. Well, Pete, thank you for being on the show today and wish you the best and we'll see you more in the future. Thanks. Thank you, Michael. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. 
Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.